0: what's up y'all it's be dangerous back again with another edition of dangerous sports talk this has been a crazy week to say the fucking least but before we even get into all that please follow me be dangerous on instagram and twitter at dbdangerous. also follow dangerous sports talk this very podcast you're listening to right now please go follow that on spotify as well also follow the dangerous sports talk facebook page i try to keep that as updated as as I possibly can, like, consistently putting my shows on there, hoping they'll get some views on there for those who don't really know me, but hey, we're gonna keep going with that. It's only a matter of time before that kind of explodes as well, so, let's get into it. Well, uh, let's just go, I'm trying to think about how to really start this show. So, I guess this will be as good a time as any to talk about the Broken record. Yes, Lahe James is the all-time leading scorer in the league. That's lovely, that's funky, that's fresh, and that should be commended. But he still managed to lose the game. Which is what he's been doing since he got to the Lakers. He's always focused on breaking personal records first And using this team to embody himself and increase his own damn legacy. Then after he breaks the record, suddenly, oh, oh, I'm out with an ankle injury, which I already knew he was going to do in the first place. And the funniest thing is, but he is very predictable, just like his stands. And it's very true that you are who you stand. And to see... How much grace and passes LaHee gets just because he broke the record. Oh, he tired this, he tired that. First of all, that was your main objective for the season. Now that you've completed that objective, you just want to sit on your ass and not do anything now. And it's not even all-star break. That's the funny thing. It's going to be nagging injuries, this, nagging injuries, that. Just because he doesn't want to win and winning is not on the agenda. But remember, I thought that anybody that came to play with him would automatically just win. That's what everyone told me, right? But no, 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 no. We have to give the king his rest because he's not 25 anymore. He can't do this anymore. He can't do that anymore. Listen, Kobe was literally on his last legs his last game. And he scored 60 points plus got the win. So, what are we really talking about here? Kobe, yeah, he broke a personal record. But he was gonna make sure that he got the fucking win to cap it off. But, what do I know? I'm just a hater who has absolutely no idea what I'm talking about. Until shit actually materializes, then suddenly people wanna be so damn shocked by it. Yes. It was actually a cool thing to see someone break the all time scoring record. But his fans will always put it in your face that Michael and Kobe never did this and put him over everyone else that came before and after him and how no one can, absolutely no one can compare to the things the king can do. But then when the king shows his predictable ass, no one wants to talk about that. Every game that he's broken a personal record in, he has managed to lose it. But if this were anybody else, would this hold as much merit? That's a dumb question because we already know. Whenever it comes to him, the world has to stop spinning cold on its axis. And everybody has to kiss his ass. And also, that brings me to another segue in point. A.D. didn't come out and congratulate him after he broke the record. And people were trying to make a big deal out of that. First of all, Jalen Rose, of all people, was the one who said this. And before I say this next statement, I want to say that Jalen Rose never played a game with the Lakers or any team that Kobe was on, which was the Lakers. So he wanted to call A.D. petty and selfish because he didn't congratulate him or go and swing him around the room when he after he broke the record. Well, let me ask you this, Jalen. Since you're so keen on congratulating teams or players when they break a record, did you congratulate Kobe after he dropped 81 on you? Better than that. Better than that. Did you run out and congratulate the Lakers when they won won the 2000 championship against Indiana? Yeah, he's on the opposing team. He's not quote-unquote supposed to. But it's still a matter of sportsmanship. If AD didn't feel like getting up and giving him the biggest bear hug and crowning him king in front of the world, if he felt like he didn't have to do that at that moment, okay, fine. Maybe he was worried about something deeper, like, oh, I don't know, actually winning the fucking game over the record. And that has always been my problem with Lahem. You're worried about other shit, another shit that doesn't pertain to you, but when it comes to your team, you want to pussy, half-step pussyfoot everything else in between except for winning. And I was told that this was never going to happen on the Kings watch. But as usual, no one wants to listen to shit I have to say until shit materializes. But in the middle of all of this chaos, Russell Westbrook had gotten into a spat with Darvin Ham's sandwich, and that led to a three-team trade. And I'm actually happy about this. So even though I don't expect for them to do much, unlike some of the people who thought that I had championship expectations, which I don't know where the fuck they got that from. Or they seem to have forgotten who the fuck they were dealing with. But anyway, the three-team trade sends Russell Westbrook to Utah. And Utah gets Russ, Juan Anderson, Damian Jones, and a first-round pick. And wait, how the fuck did I write this? Oh, in 2027. The Timberwolves get Mike Conley Jr., Nikhil Walker, and two round picks. I think it's two second round picks. I'm not really sure, but anyway. The Lakers receive D'Lo Russell, Malik Beasley, Jared Benderville. Also, another separate trade, Mo Bamba for ashy-ass Patrick Beverly, which I was happy about because I don't like Patrick Beverly in the first fucking place. He always seemed off to me like no matter where the hell he goes whether he's in a Clippers jersey a Lakers jersey whether he's in Orlando whether he's in Minnesota whether you get passed around like a blunt around the NBA it's always been something about Patrick Beverly that I have never liked literally it's always been something about him that I've never given a fuck about given a fuck about because he's a pest he talks too much but then when you get humbled you don't want to say shit you know what I'm saying? So, believe you me, Patrick Beverly did nothing for me or contributed too much on this team. So hey, trade Mr. Ash away. <laughs> that made my day. So yeah, I'm happy that the Lakers have gotten younger instead of older. Now that now that you see that older is not the way to go after you picked up three players, four formerly superstar players, who have now gotten older. And you're sitting there like a bump on a log because you have old-ass players on your team. Now you're getting younger. Hmm. And this is Delo's second stint with the team. Yes. I'm perfectly aware of what he did his first stint with the Lakers. I was there. And half the people that call called themselves Laker fans now were in Cleveland when this was going on. So they can't tell me shit. About what D-Lo did it back in the day. But anyway, anyway. I hope that D-Lo has matured since then. He's obviously matured as a ball player. Because I've kept my eyes on him for a very long time now. Hell, I was watching him when he was in school. When he went to OSU. So I know that D-Lo's game has grown. But has he grown as a person? That's still the million dollar question. But knowing that you have these young players, solid young players around. It's like, Okay. We have a starting point because we knew that Russell Westbrook was going to be traded. It was only a matter of when or where he was going to go. Do I think he's going to stay in Utah? No, I do not. Because they can easily buy his contract out and he can be, I think, an unrestricted free agent. and He can go, I think the Clippers said, the Clippers are a landing spot, which I highly doubt he'll go, go there. He'll also go to... Looking at Chicago and another place. I don't know. But, oh my gosh, I almost forgot. I was so into talking about Laker trades. I almost forgot. Kevin Durant is a son. And that's something that I did not see coming whatsoever. Because it's like, oh, oh, okay, so you're giving Chris Paul hope. So you have Kevin Durant, you have Devin Booker, and you have... Chris Paul on the same team. And everyone's kinda looking at Job Moran like, so what was all that shit you was talking about? How y'all on the West or whatever the fuck he was talking about? It's like you smelling yourself now. The West has a little bit of a makeover now that Kevin Durant is back on the coast. So for you to even talk half the shit that you were talking before, you're gonna have to go through Phoenix. Do I think Phoenix has more firepower? Hell fucking yes! They have more p- firepower than the Lakers do. So, we're not even gonna address that for real for real. Because if KD stays healthy, there is a good chance that the, that the Suns could go far in the playoffs. However, there's always something that surrounds Chris Paul that always causes him to lose in certain points in the playoffs so while you want to feel happy for Chris Paul it's like dude you can only do with so much at this point either win or do nothing that's pretty much the agenda of this win or do nothing also I wanted to talk about this as well speaking of the fucking Clippers the Clippers are looking to buy out uh, John Wall's contract And he literally just got there. Like, when you have players constantly wanting to leave your franchise because of dumb behind-the-scenes shit, what does that tell you? And people want me to be so bothered about the shit that the Clippers do. But then you choke when it counts. You have players wanting to leave the fucking team because of the bullshit that's going on. But you swear up and down that they take something away from the Lakers. I'm sorry, but I would never feel anything for what the Clippers have done or not done. Because when shit like that happens and the player hasn't even spent a full year with the team yet, like, come on now, like, you want to talk about a toxic environment? I can definitely see that because they want to be better than the Lakers so bad. And people would rather pay thousands of dollars to watch the Lakers suck over watching the Clippers choke all the time. And that's fucking saying something. Because regardless, people try to say oh, it's a Clippers town, it's a Clippers town now, you won't be able to take away the Lakers' status in Los Angeles, fucking period. Even though you might try, you're not gonna do it, so please, it's 2023, please move that shit out of your mind, because it's not gonna happen, regardless of who was on the team, who's not on the team, or what the fuck ever. The Clippers will never have the status that the Lakers have, fucking period. And what else do we have to talk about? Ah, let's talk about some wrestling news. So SummerSlam is going to be in Detroit August four, August 5th, my bad. And that is where WrestleMania, wait, wait, wait. 2007, because my cousin brought me the shirt. Yep, WrestleMania 23 was in, yeah, WrestleMania 23 was in Detroit. And my fucking cousin was there, and he brought me a WrestleMania shirt, and I think I brought he brought me a book bag, too. Now, SummerSlam is gonna be there. And usually SummerSlam is in Los Angeles, but WrestleMania is in Los Angeles this year, so... Damn, and Elimination Chamber is coming up, too, so I have a lot of shit to catch up on. Like, I really haven't been watching as much, because I'm like, after the pay-per-view, I was like, okay, I need a break. You know what I mean, so... Just give me a minute to get myself together on that. Also, an old wrestling buddy, as in Jay the King Baller, had to be rushed to the hospital because of a possible stroke. And I heard a couple of days before, a couple of days after that, my bad, that he is recovering from that stroke. And seeing stuff like that, it scares me because health scares are never, a, never anything to laugh at, especially... When you genuinely care about the person in particular in the wrestling business. Like Jerry the King Lawler, we know him as a wrestler, well I'm sorry, my generation would know him more as a commentator. But Jerry the King Lawler the wrestler is a totally different beast. You know what I'm saying? So, just knowing what he means to the company and to the business of WWE itself, I'm glad that he's recovering because strokes are never a game to play with, or a heart attack for that matter, you know what I'm saying? So, I just hope that he takes care of himself, you know what I'm saying? Try to take it as easy as you possibly can. And knowing how the wrestling business is, you can only do with so much or really put yourself first so much in, in that point. Because you're more worried about the next gig, and the next gig, and the next gig. But if your health tells you to slow down, please listen to your body. Because you never know what something like that can happen. So, believe you me, I get it. I absolutely get it. King, please get well. Please get well. Let's see. What else do we have to talk about? Oh, I also want to talk about how the Nets GM wasn't going to trade Kyrie to the Lakers in the first place. But people want us to feel so bad and mad that Kyrie is with Dallas. If dude said the trade wasn't going to happen in the first place, I think the shit is pretty much dead from the get-go, don't you think? Like, <laughs> people keep wanting to put me in a box with every other Laker fan that they see, while forgetting who it who this is that they're dealing with. I'm like, so you pretty much forgot about what Laker fan you're talking to, or who the fuck you're dealing with. Be Dangerous is not Like these Laker fans that you see out here. And I make it perfectly clear. That I welcome the smoke. And I tell people to try their luck with a real one. Then when they do. They're a little bit disappointed that I'm not like everybody else. Hey if you can remind me of the smoke and mirrors in this trade. I can damn sure remind you who the fuck you dealing with here. So hey. I welcome the smoke. And the funniest thing is, when I tell people to take me up on that offer, nobody wants to fucking do it. Then, when I turn around and say, okay, yeah, nice moves, now fucking work. Suddenly, I have championship expectations. I never thought that actually giving my team props on actually making fucking moves... Was having championship expectations. I guess you can believe that. Then I also can believe that the Lakers weren't going to do shit in the first place. Or for that matter, make the damn playoffs. I can be proud of certain moves and I can actually be like, okay, this was actually pretty dope instead of just going straight to the finals saying, oh, the Lakers are gonna do this, the Lakers are gonna do that, then I'm just like every other Laker fan or LaTwat fan that you call yourself talking shit to. And I ain't got no problem reminding nobody with who Be Dangerous actually is and letting you know exactly what's gonna happen. Because usually when I call something out, it usually ends up happening. But trust and believe me, One thing I will never be is dim, delusional, or have the wool over my eyes because I call things exactly for what they are and exactly how it's always been. So, yeah, step forward. Okay, cool. But you still have a long way to go because you still have more dead weight to drop off. And most of y'all know what that dead weight is. And today is the Super Bowl. I have so much shit to do after I get off work that I don't know where to begin first. Because I know I have to order food. I know I have to get my smoke. I know I got to do a lot of different shit. And I'm like, you know what? I know I'm going to have a show to do and I've been delaying it. Like this is the latest you get in the show on Sunday fucking morning before everything starts up and before I start moving around. So I'm like, let me go. And do dangerous sports talk for you guys. I know you're waiting on the show for me to discuss the trades and all this other stuff. And I'm like, okay, we're gonna get this out because I'm like, I know I'm gonna have to do a post Super Bowl show about this as well. And who do I think is gonna win? This is the first Super Bowl with the first with the two black quarterbacks. Who do I think is gonna win? Hmm. Well, if you pick Patrick Mahomes, you can't really lose because once he gets going and he makes it look so easy, you have a Patrick Mahomes victory or a Chiefs victory, but you can't sleep on Jalen Hurts either, especially seeing where he came from, from school, seeing where he's come from in the NFL. It's nice to see black quarterbacks get their shine and I absolutely support black quarterbacks, but you can't sleep on Jalen Hurts or the Eagles defense either. So, we're just going to have to wait and see what happens. Like, I'm not going to call out anything right now because it's so damn early and I got to get myself together. But, Super Bowl day. Let's go get it. And on that note, Be Dangerous is out of here. Thank you guys so much for your constant love and your support for Dangerous Sports Talk and me, Be Dangerous. Please follow me on Instagram and Twitter at the Be Dangerous. Follow Dangerous Sports Talk, the Facebook page, and the And the podcast on Spotify, wherever podcasts are available. And on that note, I am out of here. Peace.